You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Welcome to the Twisted Sisters. This is your co-host, Allie Engren. And Samantha Mello. And we are talking about the ladies today. Go ladies. Yeah, it's Women's History Month. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm all about the ladies. Right? Exactly. Well, I mean, because I am one. Right. We got to And I'm raising them. one. <laughs> Yes. Well, let me tell you, it's not am, easy. I am raising boys. I, I always say like I'm a woman living in a man's world because I literally have boys surrounded all around me. I think it's incredible, though. I think we are teaching them how to treat women. Yeah. And, all and be things. treated because mm-hmm. women aren't always the best either. No. No. It goes all it around. Does. It goes it both does. ways. It does. Up, teaching down, round emotionally around. mature boys that's what we're teaching emotionally yeah. mature boys. well I would say like just being able to be in your you know vulnerable and to be compassionate yes. and that we're all different kind of no matter what yeah. your gender is what you identify mm-hmm. as but we all process things different we all have different traumas and things we go through but just how to be compassionate and that you don't have to have this stereotypical no. role we as women, we want to hear men's emotions. We want you to break down and talk to us about how yeah. you're feeling. Don't don't put up that barrier. We've had, I just, I texted Allie on Saturday night and I, I actually had three people who had just started listening to our podcast because they had met me there and um, with two of being um, men and just broke down in like the most beautiful way of like they were just so compassionate and so kind and they were like your vulnerability and the things that you guys share and here you know I know we kind of talk about we think we're we aim a little more towards women but um, it was an aha moment of I think it's really great sometimes for men to hear the side you know and to understand better when we're talking about struggles or our viewpoints or even just the feminine energy that you bring into a situation and just talking about your lives and the trauma and the things that we have been through and how we got out of it. Not only can we all relate to different, you know, situations, but it was so just, oh, it was so, um, I don't even know the word, like fulfilling in so many different ways to not only have people get so vulnerable and share that, but that because they listened and they heard me become vulnerable, they knew that that space was open to be yeah. vulnerable with me. Yes. And the so if you guys are listening to this podcast, thank you so much. You <laughs> seriously made my night. And yeah. I know I told you that, but it was just really beautiful. She was so excited when she was texting me. So it, it's a real thing for yeah. me. It is. And I was like, yay. Yeah, it is. Yes. It totally is. Yes. So we're talking about Women History Month. And what I found when I was doing my research is that it didn't start really until 1981. 
And so 1982 was Women's History Week is when... Really? Yes. So it didn't start till 1981. Yes. I mean, they had passed the, like, women's rights. Yeah. All well, that. Obviously. Yes. Yeah, but, but... Celebrating. Yes. And so then they... It was only a week until 1987. And then 1987, it became Women's History Month. Oh. And my garbage truck is outside my house right now. So sorry if you hear loud noises. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> um... So yeah, so I thought that was super cool. And so then I was like, well, what 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 are we celebrating, really? I mean, I know we're just celebrating women, don't get me wrong, but like what what is that? And it's just yeah. more of the vital roles women have played in American history. And so then I took a whole class in college about women's history and just the things that I didn't even know back when I learned them through the class, just like all the women we had learned in high school, but just being able to take a women's history class in college and learn in depth about women, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Just what they Well, and it's through. like, you know, it's just different when you're actually interested in it. Yes. And what you retain. Yes. Because you're like, I actually want to hear about this and right. understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you hear? What did you learn? Oh, gosh. I, I, I mean, I can ramble off for an hour. I think my favorite was just... And it wasn't a good thing. My favorite was learning about the women because we, you know, as teen moms, my favorite was learning about the women who got pregnant and they sent them away to go live with other people. Yeah. And then they would have the baby and they would take the baby and then they would come back to yeah. their normal life and be expected to go back into society. That happened a lot. Yeah. I, I had a, a client of mine, beautiful woman, um, tell me a story like that and I uh, it was one of the most impactful stories I'd heard. Uh, she had gotten pregnant. Her parents sent her to a, uh, it was like a Catholic home for yeah. girls. Um, she had the baby. They put it up for adoption. Um, and she had to go back into normal life. And it, it, just listening to her tell the story with such emotion and how much it affected her. But her daughter that she had ended up finding her coming back to find her and I love these stories it was like you could I have goosebumps but you it, I was like girl you need to write a book because yeah. it, it there were so much details in between but um it was it was crazy um and spinning off of that I I just had an amazing Saturday at work it was so cool um two of my regulars I are I love them a beautiful couple um never had kids but they just are so kind so loving um, she had just lost her sister. Her sister was diagnosed with MS, and she came in the week before, and she had to go and tell her mom about this still. And um, she was just struggling, and her mom is, like, beautiful. You, you just She doesn't even look her age. Um, they came in this Saturday. So Aww. I got to see them, and I was talking to her mom, and I just said, like, how are you doing, and what's going on? And she's, like, was just talking about, how it feels to have lost, you know, a child and just that it, she just feels like a part of her is missing. And we were just talking about, I was like, well, yeah, we're connected. And it kind of sent me down a rabbit hole in research in a way. And so I started reading and when us women are pregnant, we exchange cells with the baby, the fetus that we are carrying, no matter how long you've carried it. So um, whether you have a miscarriage, right. whether you have an abortion, whether you have the baby, whether you carry the baby and give it up for adoption, you have exchanged cells. So the cells from your child and the cells from you are exchanged. So your child has cells from you and you have ch- uh, cells from your child. And um, 
you literally connect. Um, and they did a study. There was uh, on one women they had who had been hurt or injured, and there was this group of cells that would come to that area and help heal it. And what it was is it was the cells from your children. And so, you know, uh, it just goes to show that, like, no matter, like, that obviously, you know, we're always connected and moms just know and we do, but it's because we are literally a part of you and you're literally a part of us. Mm -hmm. It was just the neatest thing I have learned in a while. And so even if, you know, you had miscarriages or you were in a tough spot and you had an abortion, like when you are sick, when you are in a place, your children that you carried are coming and they help you heal. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. I mean, I knew we gave cells, but I didn't know the actual. So incredibly beautiful. And so, and in just the same way that we always long to help and, you know, heal our kids and mm-hmm. be there. It's natural, but it is scientifically proven in that. I love that they're coming out with more stories and studies like this and just like showing how the we do have the souls and they all yeah. are connected. And, yeah. yeah. I was like, God, I wish I had their numbers because I just wanted to share that with her yes. mom because we were talking about it. And um, so then it was like, oh, I love that I, I have this information mm-hmm. now. But it was so beautiful to sit down and listen to her and just where she's at. And um, yeah, it was just a really cool, really cool day of so much. But I you think had that's... a good day at work. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really neat. Um, so I, yeah, I, I thought that was that was mind blowing for me. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, puts things into perspective. No, for sure. And it's funny that that's out of all the history things, that's what I roll off my tongue, and then you have a whole story. Yeah, about it. and I did no preparation, <laughs> and you did it. But I was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> I didn't do any preparation from my college course to, or class. To trust me, but it was more like, oh, okay. But I read this whole book, and I can't remember the book name because that's how I roll. <laughs> It was an amazing book. So if I do find it, because I know I have it in my book, my library collection, I will share it. But it was a good, it was about just a bunch of different women and their stories and just how they stripped the baby away from you. And I can't imagine being and living without, with knowing that I I just, the baby was just taken from Mm -hmm. me. Like, ugh. Yeah. Just no um, choice in the matter. No. Of any of it. Especially, you know, I think it's, when we're in that place, it gets sensitive to talk about subjects like these, I feel like, because um, we all have different wants and needs and um, ideas when you're in it. And um, so when you truly want that baby and it's stripped from you, that's hard. But I think when you've like disconnected and you know, yes. and you've taken that idea and you know that this, you cannot give this child the life they deserve. Right. And you're not in that. I think that's like just as honorable. It is. But it's completely different situations and yes. scenarios. So it's yes. hard to like well, I think get you're into that. Naive even to the situation. Like, oh, okay, I'm getting sent away. I'm a young girl. Right. I don't know my choices. I don't know what I what I can do. But hey, here, this is going to be the best thing for me. So you do it. And then you're just expected to go back into society. It's fucked up. Yeah. And I mean, and not only that, but you're influenced by the people around you. And sometimes, I, you know, I know when I got pregnant with Hayden, his dad and I were like, well, what are our options? And we looked at everything. It was like, um, 
honestly, we looked at abortion because I was like, how can we do this? We couldn't afford it. It's too much. And um, we looked at adoption and I just said, I I don't, I think if I choose to carry it, I'm going to want to keep them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that. And um, yeah. And so we, we, we tossed around everything and both of us just sat there and we were like, no, I think we need to like, for us, it was like, we want to have them. And that was our choice. Um, but it's, it's tough. Cause you, the only thing you know, and you can think about when you're 19, it was 18 when yeah. I found out I was pregnant was just all I thought about was everybody else. Right. And how That's they were going to feel and how I disappointed yep. everybody. I'm such a letdown. Everything inside of me was like, well, I want to keep this baby. Not that this is what I had planned. But if I would have done that, it would have been, it wouldn't have been for myself. It would have been out of the fear of what was to come. Yeah. Same. Absolutely same. Just how, how am I going to burden people by yeah. having this baby that I don't know how to take care of? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild experience. And then, you know, and then I have Lorelai who I was trying to get pregnant with and then I had a miscarriage and that was that was so devastating when I had the miscarriage before her because um it you, you no matter whether you're pregnant for a couple of weeks or you know, almost full time like you it's still a loss. You do and it's like you you're excited, you know, it's just a whole different spectrum on where you're at. Yeah. And so it was like I had that miscarriage and then I was like I don't I went crazy from it. My hormones were so whacked out. Like, I just don't understand how you can go in and they'll do a DNC, right? And, you know, not only that, but you find out the heart, you you find everything out and you're, you're grieving, you're in it. They do that and then they just send you home and you're supposed to go back into work right. and life. And I was like, I can't. I took a whole week off yeah. because I was like, there's no way that I can process this. And two, my body was so whacked out. My body was so whacked out for a little while. And, um, you know, then we weren't even really trying at all anymore. No. And I got pregnant with Lorelai. Whacked out and you would. Yeah. But then I felt bad, right? Because then it was like, here, you're pregnant. Right. And you've been wanting this. Yeah. But then you almost are stay detached. Yes. Because you are scared that it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I didn't even fully embrace it the way that I did the first one. Right. You know, the, the other baby, but it, you know, it's just a wild ride. You can never, I feel like you can just never do it right, but no, you can't you just do what you can in the moment. I used to feel bad about when I got pregnant twice without wanting to get pregnant necessarily. <laughs> and it was like, I look at my girlfriends who've been trying and I'm like, oh, sorry, here I am. Like, oops, got pregnant again. Like, yeah. And that, you know, then you feel guilty about it. And then it's like, no, nobody's scenario is the same the same and it yeah. your time will be your time and if there's not a time like there's other resources and it sucks but yeah it's we all it have is. a story yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and there's totally different stresses and things that come with that you know there is a total acceptance when you're trying and you you want it yeah. where versus when you're like oh crap mm-hmm. you know this isn't what I had planned but granted you know you get through it and you do it and it's just you do. it's a it's a different way that you have to come to yourself I think come into yourself but listen to what we're saying is we're always so worried about other yeah people <laughs> so true yes yeah so, uh, which gets us to kind of going to I want to talk about period poverty mm. because we talked last week about periods and this is like you know there's a it's a stigmatized issue you could call it where nobody talks about it no <laughs> 
because it's it's gross and it's just frowned upon right. and it's like the it's unsanitary yeah which uh-huh. it's honestly one of the most uh, none of us would be here right. had if women did not ovulate exactly. and have their periods <laughs> no no men none nobody no nobody, nobody would, be, would here. be here and yet in different globally in different ways like nepal i read they send their women off to these yeah. huts and they have to live in these huts for the week and not socialize and they can't eat certain foods because they're bleeding. Yeah. That's awful. And then you have places like, is it, um, oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I know it's like, oh, is it in France? It's somewhere, it's not Green Ireland maybe? No. I don't know. I can't think of it. But I know that they um, they get time off during the month um, to. It's probably the Netherlands. Probably, mm-hmm. um, they get time off during like during their period to go rest and and uh, take care of themselves. And that's what it should be because one in five women in the United States they have to miss work or school due to their period. Yeah, um, I I do think it's wild that it's like period cramps are just you know I don't know if we just say it so much so it's lost like its value. Yeah. But um, some people, I mean, period cramps are contractions. Right. So what you're having are you're having contractions of your uterus, which is what you have when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, when you're having a baby and they hear, oh, you're having contractions, the idea of like how crazy that right. is, is so much more important versus when your body is shedding the liner mm-hmm. of its uterus and pumping it out, mm-hmm. not only for your health and your cleanliness and your body to process and and work through your hormones and all of this stuff properly. But it's like you have contractions and these, you know, these cramps that can be just as strong as normal contractions for people. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Do you feel like birth controls lead and make an impact on your, your, um, cycles? I, yeah. How intense they are or what's going on? Um, you know, I, I have a hard time with birth control. I think it serves a purpose. I'm not like a it's not a religious thing. I just see a lot of my my people in my world that got on birth control at an early age to help with acne because that's kind of the doctors just go to like here's some birth control go take it Mm -hmm. and it'll lessen your cycle and it'll take away your acne and all these things and then they go and they try to get pregnant and I'm not a doctor you guys this is just my hypothesis I guess you could say but then they they can't get pregnant and that now they're gonna pay you know 80 yeah. grand for IVF and I just yeah. feel like it's such a an it's easy like, pill we're damned if we do and we're damned right. if we don't if we're not on birth control and you get pregnant at a young age <laughs> and and it I think it just sucks that the responsibility is put solely on women mm-hmm. so often and um you know don't get me wrong like yeah men we can you guys can wrap it up but right um, we did and it broke Yeah, that's and I was it. on birth control exactly. and I took the day after pill, which was wild how we got it, but it wasn't even as accessible as it is now. No, it's not. Um, it wasn't. But what you don't learn is the day after pill doesn't work if you are overweight. It doesn't work if you are ovulating, which what's the point? Because that is when you're going to get pregnant. Right. Like it's wild. It's just wild to me on how <laughs> like you don't learn that stuff. You they don't. don't teach you that. No. Like, hey, there's. I mean, you can take it, but there's still like a so much percentage uh, yes. of this not working if you are in these places. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I was on birth control. Yeah, I've oh God, I tried I so many different ones. I. I did like the Mirena. I did the Copper. I did the 
NuvaRing. Um, That's what I got pregnant with Jack on. They Nuvering. whacked me out. That progesterone based was yeah. not good. I was so no. tired. I was exhausted. I, I mean, there was like some days I couldn't even get off the couch because it just messes with your hormone balance so it bad. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm I'm just chose not to be on anything. I'm not either. I think it's easier. I do. I think we are. I want to do an, an episode on hormones. Yes. You have that lady that we yeah. need to bring on. Yeah. And I think um, not only that, because now that I'm in my mid thirties on my way, getting closer to 40 and 50, um, I, you know, you hear about menopause. Yeah. And so I, I don't have anybody to base my menopause off of because my mom had a hysterectomy very, very young and so did my sister. Um, but I think it'd be really interesting to uh, hear how to prepare for that, how to check your, because you can go to the doctor and a lot of people will go get blood tests, but they don't check the proper things for your hormonal imbalances. And so um, they have special people who go and they'll, they'll break it down, your testosterone levels, your hormonal levels, and they'll give you um, organic, natural things that you can take to help balance those things yeah, out. Yeah, because you lose your estrogen as you get older. Yeah. And then you gain more testosterone. You're like, why am I getting hair in places I don't yeah. want to get hair? stubborn belly yeah. flat, fat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many uh, signs, uh, hot flashes, all the things. Uh, that we're just told, oh, that's just part of it, right. but it doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be. Exactly. There's we have so much technology and so much crazy, incredible, ingenuitive stuff. I, it's wild to me that we can't get on these areas more because they don't want us to. <laughs> no, I know it's, it's just wild, but we are gonna help you we because are. we are gonna go through shit. Right, we're going through it right now. But <laughs> just talking about, I mean, gosh. Just, okay, so I heard this story today, this morning, and last week we were talking about period issues and just blabbing to each other, and then I got on Facebook, and I'm on this group called Bad Moms, and I know a few of you listen from there, and they were talking about this lady who lived in an apartment, and she has a child on the spectrum and a four-month-old baby, and she went to the apartment like leaser I don't even know what you property management whatever you call it and she was like I need help and she was using newborn diapers as her pads newborn diapers as the diapers for her four-month-old and the the yeah I can't remember the age the one-year-old that was on the spectrum yeah so newborn diapers for all of this and I was like oh my gosh so they made an Amazon wish list for her And I like went on there and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to make this a point now because I remember being there and I know you do too. Like you can afford a pound of ground beef to feed your family or you can afford some tampons for that cycle. (laughs) Legit. Yeah. It's legit. It is. Yeah. And like trying to figure out how long you could go without changing it so that you can save them. Rationalize them. Rational. Yeah. 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 It's. It's wild. I used to take them from like places. Yeah, so did I. Like what bathrooms my... did I know that had them? Absolutely. Yeah. And these are just things that women go through. And then on top of that, now we pay a tax to the government on these items. They're they're considered luxury items. Yeah. Let's this, take a moment of silence the, for that. Right. They call it the pink the pink tax. Yeah. But yeah, Midol and all that, that's not tax. It's a medical condition. Yeah. So you can get that stuff tax-free, but then you have to pay the tax on the tampons. 
And so then I went down a rabbit hole because it's me. And I was like, okay, how can I help bring, you know, what do I need to bring? So then it's like, okay, well, now what tampons can you bring these people? Because they're all full of chemicals and the pads are full of chemicals. And what should these women be using? What should we be using? Should we right. be using the the period panty, the, the disc, the diva cup, the... Mm-hmm like all these things or can we still use the organic cotton but is there such thing as organic anymore because we have no minerals in the ground so is anything organic preach girl preach (laughs) you are you are on it trust me i get it it's like what do you do like do you you go for comfort do you go for (laughs) you know financial do i trust the period panty yeah do i like spend more money and save on my health or do i just say fuck it and get you know what's available and what's there in front of me because you're you know right. ruining your new jeans right and another pair of underwear that you and yet do, can I for me it's like okay let me just schedule this around everything I have to wear black the first four days yeah let me just make sure that I'm not doing any heavy lifting or staging or anything those couple days it's, yeah it's ridiculous what we have to go through <laughs> and yet it's a luxury fucking item mm-hmm and so then I'm, I am read about these girls in New Jersey and they're starting um, period pantries, they're calling them. And they're going to local libraries and they're leaving. They're like having a food shelf, but it's a period pantry. And I was like, this is such an amazing. Oh, I have goosebumps. I love that. I know. I love that so much. I'm like, much. we need to start one in Minnesota, like the Twisted yeah. Sisters period pantry. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. I like that. It's, I think it's one of those things you don't even think about. Um, no, you it's don't. It's until you, all of a sudden, you're like, a duh, of course. Yes. Of course, that is a struggle. Of course, that's an issue. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it's, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've been in a place where it's like, I was on a vacation and my, you know, it came on and you have nothing. And I think we were, I taken Hayden, to, uh, we were at Universal Studios. Um, we were staying at one of the hotels, like kind of buy it. And, um, I had started my period. I, I didn't pack any tampons and you can't go anywhere, you know? And so I went down to the, the gift shop and everything and there was, I couldn't find anything anywhere. I thought maybe, you know, cause they give toothbrushes and stuff. Yes. So I thought for sure it could be like one yeah. of the items that they have and nope, they did not have it. So finally I found this gift shop. My son's just like, mom, I just want to go swimming. And I'm like, listen, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, the things he's had to learn <laughs> right. because he grew up with a single mom. Oh, I, even not being a single mom, my boys know, like it, that we talk about periods in my house. Cause I'm like, you're not going to be that man who it's marries. Like gross. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nope, not happening. And, um, yeah. So I ended up finding them and I, I, I think they were the cardboard, just the chintziest thing you could find but it was like something right and it was um like 30 something dollars for like i don't even know a pack and i just was like you've got to be shitting right right now like right i'm here i'm taking my kid on vacation that i can barely afford but i want to give him this luxury of life yeah that you've saved and you've done all this stuff and you know and then i'm like oh it's my fault i should i was like no i just remember being mad in that moment of like I can't, you know, and this was before DoorDash and all those yeah. things were kind of a thing. But um, still, you're still paying for delivery. It's just wild. I was like, how is this not like a complimentary thing to have? Um, right. But because they're expensive and I'm sure they don't want to carry it either. No, they, they don't, don't. want to pay for it either. It's a luxury item. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have known? What right. a luxury. Right. Exactly. So then I went down deeper and started looking globally and 
and just even in the U.S. of what people are using when they don't have the tampons. And I found... It's interesting. The, yeah. Animal feces because it absorbs the blood. Oh. Isn't that disgusting? Because it's probably like drier. I guess if yeah. you were to see like rabbit feces or anything, it's always like a little drier right. and a different... Uh-huh. Not but that now- I'm like touching feces, but I mean, like, I guess if you think about it and you see it out, it's not like, it's not like, you know, it's different textures. Yeah. So that not only now are they... fecal matter Yeah. Now they're getting vagina. infections. Wow. Yeah. So they're using that. They're using sawdust. Oh my gosh. Because that also absorbs. They're using leaves. Wow. They're using socks if they have socks. Yeah. And none of that is sanitary. No. So now you got to go wash your sock, but you're embarrassed because you're ostracized. Barefoot. <laughs> you're barefoot. Because <laughs> now you're barefoot. You got blood running down your leg. <laughs> and that's why girls don't go to school. And yeah. they miss school. And then they're ostracized for all these things. And it just is heartbreaking to me that all these people, it's like you're here because your mom had her period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, that is such a good point. Yes. Yeah, like you're here because she was able to. Right. Yeah. And now you're going to ban her yeah. because of this. And ostracize them. Right, yeah. And make them feel horrible. Oh, I heard a story and um, some boys, they were talking about in school, one of the girls in class had gotten that time of month and oh, the most embarrassing thing ever. I just looked at them and I was like, listen, if you know, if that ever happens to anybody around you, I don't care where you're at, what you're doing, you take your shirt off, your sweatshirt, whatever you can, and you give it to that girl. Yes. And you let her wrap herself around it and you you help and you you protect her and you mm-hmm. help her because it is not within our control. No. There's nothing you can do about it. So it was like, and, uh, you know, they were just kind of, and I'm like, I know what you guys are saying and I get it, but at the same point... Um, your mom and I'm sure it's traumatizing for them too right because right. it's just like what like yeah they don't know they've never no. seen it we grew up looking at blood if, all the time where they don't see that no, they don't they see don't. it the way that They're we do like, and so oh my god it's blood yeah blood is connected <laughs> came to out of her vagina injury and these things yes and so you know god forbid the vagina not be only used for pleasure <laughs> right. ideas you know I have it you know give birth and mm-hmm. it's it just it's wild to me, even the stories you hear of like men who are like, yeah, I watched her have birth and I can never look down. And I'm like, that is like the worst thing you could ever say. And just to imply then, that your vagina is only and then you useful want sex from her after to be. That. Yeah, it's only useful to be. Yeah, right. use, like that is the most selfish, narcissistic thing you could ever say. Yes. And as a woman, you, you know, we think, oh, well, yeah, like you. You you wanna you don't wanna be cheated on. You don't wanna be left. You don't wanna, you know, have your man looking at porn or doing anything else because you want them to be pleased with right. you. But how can you do that when your body's just like naturally like you're gonna you have to give birth, you have to look great, and right. then you have to worry about them being sexually attracted to you because they can't control themselves. Right. Like what? Where does it stop? Where yeah. does it end? Yeah, that's just it. Like, here, here's your baby that I just gave birth to that we're going to raise together. And now I have to lose all this weight. And now I have vagina issues. Right. And now I'm just supposed to have sex with you again? Yeah. Yeah. And your hormones are just right. whacked. Yeah. It's it's a wild process, let me tell you. <laughs> and that's not everybody's story. It's obviously, no. like, there's certain people who got, you know, but still, you and just 
I think after you go through that, and even like, I think when you're young and you get your period and your body changes, and then you're in high school and your body changes again, and then, you know, you get into college and your body changes again, you start gaining weight, you can't, you're not staying at that same place anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, When you go through those constant changes, and you know, after you have a baby, it's hard to recognize yourself. It's hard to be happy. It's hard to accept it where you're at. Sometimes you're in better shape. Sometimes you're in worse. Sometimes you, you know, I, that's why when people are pregnant, we'll go back to that story where you exchange cells. Um, the baby, like when people are pregnant, they can literally be healed of things while they're pregnant with their child Mm -hmm. because of their cells being exchanged. And so that is what's so incredible about it. Um, and what an honor, what a blessing it is, but it is hard that, you know, I love, we have a voice for so many, so many people get a voice in areas, um, whether it be their sexuality, whatever it is. But, um, for some reason, it's like, we don't really get to talk about this kind of stuff too often. And if you do, um, you lose your, your power. No, how do I say that? It's like you. It's like you're using the girl card or like the, yes. you're, you're, you're weakening yourself. You're weakening the perfect words. Yeah. It's like you're weakening yourself. Yeah. It's an excuse or it's whatever. Right. And it's, it's facts. It's not an excuse. No, but no. Cause even when I so said you earlier, stay quiet. like, oh, they stayed home from school and I'm sure some people on their other high horse will be like, well, oh, they stayed home cause they had their period. Right. Like, but then it's an unexcused absence unless right. you have an appointment. Yes. Which I think that's ridiculous, but yeah. And even in schools, they have to get, um, so many, they only get so many passes to go to the bathroom. Um, I mean, there's so many so many pads and tampons too. A lot of schools don't even have them. So it's like safety issues. Yeah. No, they just don't have the resources to get the funding for them. So they literally give that you can go to down to the nurses like one time per day. Well, that some girls, you know, it's a pad an hour or two to four hours. And then what about the other four hours? So now yeah. you're going to the bathroom and having to stuff toilet paper toilet to paper. try and make it last yep. longer. Yeah. Oh, it makes me so sad. Yeah. Just not only that, but we're here to learn and we're supposed to get good grades. And now we're worried about bleeding through our pants and onto the chair. So then you're yeah. switching your legs. <laughs> Yeah, I used to always wear the sweatshirt tied around my waist during that time, you know, and doing the check with your friends, like, is everything good? Because it feels like it's not. (laughs) You're waddling or, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's really good information. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it says, uh, one more statistic of it is 1.7 billion people live without sanitation services. And that's not only, like, period products, but that's hand washing, that's garbage that's there's so much and so then I went on to see what what should we do what are the safest products that we can use and it went into this one it's called rail organic cotton and it's r-a-e-l organic cotton you can use those ones don't have any chemicals in them but again it's organic who knows if it's organic and then you have honey pot that brand they don't use any chemicals and then it went into sustained period underwear seventh generation chlorine free panty liners um there's the lena menstrual cup the cora menstrual cup and then cora also makes um the cup and disc cleanse because you have to clean those and yeah it would be interesting to me to know how many of these like tampon um like i would say your major 
tampon distributors, right? Like yes. um, Playtex, all these. Like, how many of these are actually ran by men versus women? I think I think there are. I think the, a lot of the larger ones are ran by men. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. I feel like I saw something on that one time. Um, and that's that's like it's like men. Uh, like you know that own Victoria's Secret create yes. bras for these women and you know all of that and uh, it's just kind of wild to me that we you know no wonder why we constantly feel yeah. like we can't I just listened to this podcast the other day about this <laughs> and not that men can't understand it oh but gosh no I feel like men sometimes understand things better than women even understand things in different ways it's dependent upon the person right yeah. like the surgeon that I went to for my breast reduction um he was just like he was amazing and he was talking about it all and he knew exactly what he was talking about and I was like yeah I trust you 100% so I don't think it's a matter of male female sometimes but the Victoria's Secret thing like yeah like I have huge tits you guys and their bras I couldn't ever wear could we just make a bra for a normal woman yeah the the straps I mean just I think as you get older you, you know it's like you want something to look pretty and yeah. you want to feel good, but you also need like comfortable straps yes. and you don't want like the plastic rubbing against you. And, you know, we wear these every day. Um, you know, we don't wash them no. and I mean, we wash them, but you know, it's <laughs> like, you, it, you know, we don't, it's just, it's not like, oh, you just throw on a new one. I mean, right. when They're you pay expensive. $80 for yes. just a bra, just so that like, because then if you go braless, what I mean, you're, you're being judged there. Oh, like yeah, I'm boobies a are free. Geographic. You know, it's it's just it's like you can't win really. No, you can't. But um, no, I think the hardest one of the hardest things is when you do have your period and you get the comment of like, God, is it that time of month or is it whatever? And it's like, you know what? I'm already sick of myself. Right. So like, if you can just like keep the comment to yourself yes. and like. Just be like, what can I do for you? Do you need, you know, like whatever. It's like just have some compassion in it Mm -hmm. um, and understanding. But I think it's hard to understand things that why else would you sit and research something if you don't need to? Like I think a lot of, uh, you know, I I always thought it was kind of crazy that they would separate us into boys and girls groups to learn about that because I think the boys need to learn about menstrual cycles and all of that just as much as we do. And we need to learn about the boys because here I was raising a boy and I, I had no idea about the, you know, what men go through no. in their, you know, genitalia right. area. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. I it didn't was either. like a whole learning process and like, uh, it's good. And it's, I don't know why it's so faux pas to learn about actual genetics and uh, biology and how it all works. I, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's getting better as the years go on and we're bringing it more to people's attention. But I agree, like the splitting up thing, like, yeah, I get it. Like girls are embarrassed, boys and girls, they're embarrassed of what their bodies are doing at that time. So let's break out into different groups, but then let's also come together and learn yeah. about it as well. Well, and why is everything so sexualized, you know? Yeah. I think that's what gets really frustrating in our society and that's what makes learning about some of this stuff so hard. I is because things are so... They are sexualized in so many ways Mm -hmm. and that just is it's really disappointing sometimes you know I think Europe definitely has something 
they do right over there about you know because I there's you know top being topless yeah all those things are are very it was a normal whole different world when I went on and lived nobody over there. sits and sit because it's just things aren't sexualized the no. same way even liquor I mean even alcohol just like yeah. oh you can have a glass of wine and when you're 16 over there Ireland and, all of that yeah and and you could and it was fine and it was great and you mm-hmm. learn how to not make alcohol such this foreign magical thing it's just mm-hmm. you you have a glass of wine with dinner and that's what you do yeah but how they to, also can't drive until they're 21 yeah so i think so that's they learn so how interesting to yeah manage that before right. anything else mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think I, it is interesting when you hear um people when they come and visit and yes. they think it's wild that we don't allow that that you can serve in the army right but you can't have a drink or right. a pint Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is for sure. And just, you know, another thing that like, how can you help? Because that's immediately where I go. Like, OK, I know my me helping is only a small step towards the right thing. But I think all of us sit here and we're like, oh, I can't believe all this. But if all of us just sit around and talk about it, it's nothing's ever going to get better. So it's mm-hmm. like taking action. So how can you help? You can choose menstruation products from brands that support ending period poverty. So make sure what you're buying is supporting period poverty. Thank you. Um, donate to a charity. There's a legislator right now who's trying to pass a bill to end the tax of period products. So you can sign a petition. Um, you can donate period products, which I thought, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start doing this. Like we just talked about the period pantry, but yeah. just buying another extra box when you're buying them. Yeah. And if you guys do not want to, or you don't have the ability to like research or do any of that, but you feel it like you send it to us and we will distribute it yes. to where they need to go. Absolutely. Because I have a feeling there's going to be Twisted Sisters, um, period, yeah, <laughs> relief we fund. We are going to go this route. It's totally going to go. Yeah, I is. feel it. Uh-huh. Um, and then just, you know, hear, hearing this, like the average cost is $20 per cycle. And then that's over $370 per mm. year. On. And some women get their period twice a month. They do. Yep. So, yeah. That's yeah. wild. I, you know, uh, one of the projects I'm doing, we're working with um, sober houses and learning about addiction and coming out of treatment. Um, and these people have to wait a, a week. They get out of treatment, they have to wait a week to apply for any any state help or anything like that. And um, that's a pivotal week of like getting back into the world. And it just, it, you know, we, like you just said, we can get so frustrated with our government, with our judicial system, all these things, but what, what can I do personally? And, um, I'm definitely learning like some really great ideas of, we might not have control in these areas, in the government, all those, I mean, you can do little things, but how can I do something to make a difference and make a change? And that is like an area where you can step in um, you know, that's an area where you can you can give money directly to people, um, to foundations that actually help those direct causes. And that's where you skip all of it, you know. And yeah. if you make a big enough fuss to the point where government has no choice right. because social media and things start calling them mm-hmm. out, that's huge. It is huge. Yeah. That's how you get stuff done, unfortunately, these days is yeah. like you have to make a big enough stink yes. and get enough people on board and a big enough movement for government to say, oh, yeah, we don't want to be under this pressure anymore. Right. So here you go. Exactly. No, you definitely hit that for sure. Yeah. I mean, we just create it's just wild that you create these cycles and yet like you can, you don't 
do anything. You know, it's like we create, we create felons, we create all these people out of poverty and growing up and not giving them and making them having to learn how to survive. How do you survive? You, you steal, you have to steal food. Um, Mike and I were just talking about this this weekend. You, you, yeah, you, you know, and then you, you go through all this traumatic stuff. Well, you don't want to feel that. So, of course, you're going to do drugs. Of course, you're going to sell. Of right. course, you're going to do been the taught things that you need to do. That's what you've been the day you were born to survive. Yeah, and so you're in survival mode. And so it's like, so then we make them get in trouble for learning how to survive um, and, and not, you know, not having any other, you know, option. And then <laughs> we send them back out into the world with less. Right. And then they have, and a scarlet letter now. Yes. And now, now if you were trying to get your life together, good luck, because now you can't rent. Now you can't get jobs. Nope. Now you can't get anything. You've made your life so much worse, mm-hmm. but now you actually want to get your life together. <laughs> it's just wild. It it's wild, wild to me, yes. you know? And I know when you were telling me that the other day, I like, I had no idea that that was even a thing. And and I feel like I'm a little bit more educated in that because I've been through that lifestyle. Not me personally, but my my son's father went through it. Not yeah. Everett's father went through it, not my husband. But um, just dealing with all of those things that you don't even realize are a thing when you don't have those resources. Yeah, it's it is. It's like um, it 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 just makes us. It makes me realize that um, when you give back and when you recognize these issues it it helps so much to understand and have compassion and um, for those around you going through life and you know people who are hiring you know employees and doing that how how you can make a difference by choosing to hire people in tough situations and yes they might quit or yes they might whatever but you also could have changed the trajectory of their life by giving them a chance chance at life again. And um, we all deserve a second chance. And sometimes it can be that one moment that really somebody believed in you for once in your life. And that that changes your life forever. It's it's incredible. We all want to be accepted and loved. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I think us as women, it's, I, I love it, you know, getting together and understanding cause I didn't know a lot of that. You, you know, some of it, but I don't think you understand. Um, first of all, it makes you grateful that we have these on our shelves and we're able to buy that. Right. We're not shoving feces and these things Sawdust. in there. Yeah. Because we're, you know, you, you, that's all the only options you have. And that's what they say. Have. They say more women die um, when they die from childbirth, it's not from the childbirth, it's from the infection after the childbirth is what they yeah. die from. So it's just these, these sanitary products that, yeah. Well, not to mention that, um, you know, there's your pH balance and everything in there. You know, if, if your partner is cheating on you in any way, yeah. shape or form, you are now getting, um, bacterial infections. You You're are. getting different infections that are because, of you transferring that back and forth to women. Yes. Um, and those can have just as much of a big effect on our um, reproductive organs and um, all of that, not only just infection, but all of it. STDs, it's just as important as, it you know. Um, and they say when a woman has a, a foul smelling, you know what, that it's actually from the man. The man. Yeah. Yeah, because they're transferring right. usually bacteria that is not supposed to be there. And it messes with your pH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy how, um, you know, different being male and female and um, 
just at this life, right? Because we have so many other options now of like, yes. you know, people changing and And just knowing choosing if you're different. a young girl, just having like these podcasts that you can just go sit and listen. Like I would have killed to yeah. have this when I was younger. Yeah, we didn't have YouTube no. like it is now. Like we didn't have, inf- we had information, but it was like you were going to the Google. cities. You were on like AOL, <laughs> you know, like you just didn't have that, the information you do no. at your fingertips now. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I want to encourage like our listeners, like if you feel like there is something missing or right, you get passionate when you talk about something because it's just frustrating to you that you have to deal with it. Like I encourage you like step out and go and see what you can do to fill that. Because if you're feeling that way, usually somebody else is too. They are. And when you get that passionate talk, Mm -hmm. when you're talking about something like that's a good feeling. That's, that's where those ideas, that's where that, that um, business plan where you get to take action yes, comes absolutely. in and that's where you that's where you can take action and um, it does help when you have other people on board who feel the same way mm-hmm. yeah I love that let's leave it at that sounds good thank you everybody so much for listening we love you so much this is the Twisted Sisters and we are signing off goodbye bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. Sisters. We're all a little twisted.